I'm your host, Kara Stein Conaway, and this is the Business Mamas Podcast. The Business Mamas Podcast is made for women who know they should be doing more self care and practicing more self love, but are overrun with balancing it all. This podcast provides the tools and support you need so you can have a successful career while also being a present and loving mom. Thanks so much for tuning in. In this episode, I talk about how I said yes to my heart's desire, which was to become a mother, even though my mind was telling me that I wasn't going to be good at being a mom. I ask you to think about if there's something calling on your heart that you can't justify or figure out with logic, but that you know deep down is a step that you need to take. Part of the story that I'm going to share with you includes a travel adventure we had in November 2019, shortly before we all stopped traveling due to COVID-19. The structure I use in this episode is to share with you an article I wrote that was published in the March-April 2020 edition of the San Luis Obispo Bar Bulletin. After I read the article, I'll share with you some additional insights that I've had since writing this article that I hope will inspire you to say yes to your heart's desires, even when you cannot justify them with logic. Saying yes to your heart's desires, even when you cannot justify them with logic. As I write this, I'm having a pinch me moment. I'm flying from Sydney, Australia to Cairns, Australia, to visit the Great Barrier Reef. On my left, my three-year-old son Cameron is snuggled up, sleeping soundly and resting his sleepy head on my left thigh. On my right, my seven-year-old son, Jackson, is snuggled up, sleeping soundly and resting his sleepy head on my right thigh. Their dad, my husband, Jason, is also napping in his seat across the aisle. I am on an amazing adventure with my husband and my sons. Having this adventure with them was a dream that I almost didn't allow myself to turn into a reality. Several years ago, I almost allowed my fear to deter me from realizing this beautiful dream that I am now living. Before I became a mother, I was so scared that I wouldn't be good at it. I was scared that my career-focused nature would lead me to neglect the babies that I had not yet even conceived, but that I knew that I wanted. I remember attending a retreat in 2010, where one of the activities was to participate in a trust fall. We climbed a ladder and stood on top of a platform. Before we fell backward, off the platform, and into the arms of the people below, we verbalized a fear that was holding us back in our lives. Something that we needed to release. For me, it was the fear that I wouldn't be a good mother. Where did this come from? Why was my fear of becoming a mother and not excelling at it, 
so strong. It was the type of fear that I felt in my throat, but also in my heart. I worried that since I wanted to have a career and wanted to make my mark on the world through my work as a lawyer and an advocate, my future babies would suffer from neglect. I feared that I wouldn't give them enough of myself. I asked myself if it was fair to bring children into the world when I knew I didn't plan or even aspire to be a stay-at-home mom. I had a stay-at-home mom, so I think that part of my fear was that I didn't know what having a career while being a mom would look like. I didn't have an example for that. I appreciate that there are many women who, like my own mom, choose to stay home with their children as the next stage of their lives once they have children, but that wasn't what I wanted for myself. I didn't want to stop my career as a lawyer. The life I envisioned for myself involved me having a career where my professional world would be constantly evolving, where I would be learning new things and facing new challenges, and where I would be continually growing. The life I was leading as a Los Angeles County Deputy Public Defender during this time was certainly all of those things. I felt fueled and challenged by the work. It was an honor to serve the clients. New legal issues presented themselves daily. I remember in my first year of practice, after talking to jurors after a trial, feeling like I just couldn't believe that I was lucky enough to get paid to do this work. At the same time, and despite my palpable fears, there was something huge missing in my life. I knew that I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to hold my babies. I wanted to help them grow. I wanted to share adventures with them. I wanted to see the world through their eyes. My career desires versus my motherhood desires were a challenge that I could not work out as an academic exercise. This was one of the moments in my life when I channeled my bravery. I felt the fear and I chose to do it anyway. I followed my heart instead of letting my inability to logically solve this problem stop me from pursuing something that was so clearly calling on my heart. In 2012, two years after I fell backward for the trust fall, and four years after becoming a lawyer, I fell deeply into motherhood and into love with my first child. On November 8, 2012, I gave birth and gave life to my precious baby Jackson. When I met him and looked into his beautiful eyes, I knew I had arrived. My heart expanded, and I felt totally at peace. The anxiety from before was no longer with me in that moment. I knew that I was exactly who he needed. I recently reflected on how motherhood has transformed me as I snuggled my then six-year-old Jackson at bedtime on the night before his seventh birthday. 
I breathed him in just as I had done on November 8th, 2012, when I had met him for the first time. Seven years ago, I was me, but there was a part of me that had not yet come to life. Seven years ago, I was not yet a mother. As I celebrated Jackson's birth, and as I said goodbye to my six-year-old and hello to my seven-year-old, I also honored and celebrated my own ever-expanding capacity for love. My second son, Cameron, joined our family on March 28, 2016. Every morning, he nestles his sweet little body against me for morning snuggles. I feel his precious three-year-old chest rise and fall, and with each breath, love fills me and breathes out of me. Recently, when I got home from work one night, dinner was over, teeth were brushed, and my big kid, Jackson, had already fallen asleep. I don't like to miss sharing the bedtime ritual with my children. The bedtime ritual involves me getting to hear about their days and getting to nurture them with stories and snuggles. It's a time of reconnection, and it feels sacred. Staying organized, completing work ahead of the deadlines, and maintaining focus are some of the measures I put in place to help me avoid missing bedtime with my children. Even with all of my best planning, I sometimes miss the bedtime rituals and I sometimes arrive home after one or both of my children are already asleep. When I arrive home from work after one or both of my children are already asleep, those fears I had from before having children resurface. I feel like I'm neglecting my children. I feel like I'm not giving them enough of me. I try to ignore those feelings and distract myself from those feelings. But honestly, those are the feelings that come up for me. So on this particular night, after being with those feelings of inadequacy, having arrived home after Jackson was already asleep, I turned my focus to my baby Cameron, who was awake and eager for my attention. Cameron picked out his book and curled up next to me on the couch in his room. We read the book, and when it was done, the following conversation took place. Cameron, Mama, you at work all day? Me, yes. Cameron, you looking at me and my pony picture at your office? Me, Of course, I love the pony picture of you at my office, Cameron. I'm lucky that I get to see your picture at my office and come home after work and snuggle with you too. Cameron, I'm a lucky Cameron that you are my mama. Even though on this night, the time I shared with Cameron at bedtime was short, it was precious, and the words he spoke to me were the kindest words he could have used. I was feeling inadequate, and he reminded me of something that I knew, but had momentarily forgotten. I am enough. Becoming Jackson and Cameron's mother expanded my heart in a way 
that not only increases my capacity for loving my children, but also increases my capacity for loving others and for loving myself. Becoming their mother inspired me to open my own law firm, which allows me to design a work schedule so that I can be there for my clients and also be there for my children. Since becoming a mother, I have become a more compassionate human being. As a business owner, I get to create a culture of kindness and empathy for my clients that I know serves them well during difficult times in their lives. This doesn't mean that there won't be some late nights at the office. There will be those nights. Knowing that I get to contribute to the world in a way that fuels my heart is also something special that I get to model for my boys. Showing them that I can be their mother and be present in their lives while also having a career that gives me purpose in a different way is important to me. I see myself as a multidimensional woman, and I want them to see all the possibilities that they have in their lives too. As I celebrate the kind and joyful human beings I am privileged to mother, I also honor and celebrate my own ever-expanding capacity for love and kindness. Sometimes, we just need to take the leap and trust that we'll figure it out. Imagine the beauty in the world, in ourselves, and in others that is available to be awakened by following our hearts and by taking the leap, even when it cannot always be justified by logic. Is there something calling on your heart that you can say yes to, even if... You can't justify or figure it out with logic? I challenge you to take a step towards it and see where that takes you. You can probably find a way to make it work in conjunction with your career, like I did. Now I'd like to share with you some additional insights that I've had since I wrote this article. Deciding to become a mom is definitely the biggest decision that I made where I was following my heart and not following my logical brain. Because like I explained, there just wasn't any logical way for me to be able to work it out in my mind about how this was all going to work out. But I knew in my heart that I wanted to be a mom and I went for it. So Since making that decision, I would say that the biggest other example since then of what I've been doing to follow my heart's desires is the creation of this podcast. We recently celebrated the 100-year anniversary of women winning the right to vote. And I use winning because it was a long battle. And as a woman, I feel so much gratitude for all of the women who came before me, who worked so incredibly hard to win the right to vote. And then for all the women who have come since that time, 
who have worked tirelessly to advance women's rights in our society and in the world, I ask myself, what am I doing to contribute to advancing and continuing to build on the work of women's rights that has happened in the past? And one thing that I've allowed myself to do is to dream about what I envision for our culture. I dream that together we will create a new culture in our society and our world where women are not viewed as less than because they are mothers or because they are caretakers for their loved ones. The role of mother and caretaker that many women in our society take on is sacred, and taking on that role does nothing to lessen how capable women are in their ability to contribute to society through their careers. So by starting this podcast, I'm hoping to start a conversation. I'm hoping to inspire women to know that they get to create lives so beautiful that they just can't even believe that they're living those beautiful lives. And for us all as women to give ourselves permission to really feel into what that life looks like for us and for us to support one another in knowing that there is no one right answer. I think that some women may want to work really long hours in their career and we should embrace and support those women who want that choice. There could be women who want to work much shorter hours in their career. Maybe they want to work a 20-hour-a-week work schedule and have significantly more time to be at home with their children. And for them to know that with that 20 hours that they dedicate to their career, that it can be what they create, what they can dream of creating with that time when they choose to be completely present in their work and completely present with their children. And this can look very different for every woman. So one of my biggest dreams is that I can contribute to creating a culture where women honor each other and we honor and respect the choices that other women make, even if they're very different from our own choices. And I think that by really holding each other up and really being that support system for one another when another woman is making a hard decision in her life about a career choice or a family choice or some combination of that, that we as women get to support each other to make the right decision for each individual person without trying to judge from your own perspective of what you think is right for you. One of the other things I've allowed myself to do when following my heart's desires is I've also allowed myself to dream for our leaders. 
I've allowed myself to dream about what leadership can look like in our society and in our world. And I'd like to share with you my dream for our leaders. For those of us who aspire to lead and who want to cultivate our power for the benefit of humanity, my dream is that we lead in a way that is kind, not cruel. Lead in a way that is uplifting, not polarizing. Lead with empathy, not with hatred. And lead with inclusion, not division. And I dream that we know that as leaders, that the more we empower others, the stronger we all become. If you are a mother, then you are definitely a leader within your own home. And if you are also a career woman, you very well may be a leader in your career. So I hope that you will dream about what your leadership can be and how you can contribute to cultivating your power for the benefit of humanity. I'll leave you with one last dream that has been on my heart And that is my dream for you. My dream for you is that by practicing self-care and self-love, that you come to believe at the core of your soul that you are enough just as you are, that you are completely deserving of love, that you are fully capable of giving love, and that you are empowered to live your life Truly, freely, and as who you were born to be. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with someone you think could benefit from hearing it. Until next time, and with gratitude, Kara Stein Conaway.